You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, though, Detroit? Hello, world. And again, back right at you. Another episode of Detroit by Cycle. Joining me as co-host, we have our man Bruno. What up, though? And of course, the tones of Bobby Brown. Hello, world. How you doing, Bobby? I'm good, Bruno. That's How about yourself? Dulcet shit, man. You got you know, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Right? <laughs> I got my ascot on. Okay, you know, I people see. can't see it, but yeah, keeping yeah, it classy. Yeah. Classy. Right. As you know, Detroit Bicycle is all about the love, benefit, art, culture, events, and all the people we meet on bikes from the Detroit area and abroad. On today's episode, we are going to flip things up a little bit because we talked about the health. We talked about the love. Right. Yes, sir. We talked a little bit about some art. Yeah, right. We did. Culture. We did. A little bit of culture. We put him on it last week. You know what? The problem is, like, I (laughs) felt bad. (laughs) Right. I felt bad because, like, there's so much good art in the city now. So, like, I. (laughs) We just cracked, we scratched the surface. Just a minute. Yeah. Like, we maybe need to break that into, like, some other installation art. There's more art coming. At the murals. There'll be some rotation. You know what we're doing. Yeah, we're going to have to throw that in. Yes. Speaking of that, we're throwing out a new topic today. Yes, sir. To fuel all of our adventures, right? We need either beer <laughs> or food. Food or <laughs> food or beer. Food or beer. <laughs> yeah, let us know. So today we are talking about the food fuel, right? Right. And we tapped in our own resources. Right. I mean, like, you you know, you got that spot. You got that one spot that you go to. That's your one for sure, for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those taste buds. Like, it's going to be the exact same meal that it's always been. Mm-hmm. Every time. And the and the beer's going to cost, the shell's going to cost what it costs. So we reached into our back pocket and talked to one of our brethren, club brother. That's what we're talking about, man. Yes. And Bring him if... uh you know anything about breakfast and brunch and booze. <laughs> oh, my goodness. On the weekends, if you ever ate an egg. Right. If you ever enjoyed ever ate yourself. ate an egg in Detroit in it, the last seven years. Oh, please. <laughs> right. You had to have stopped by or known about this establishment. Well, in the house, we have the executive chef of the dime store, Mr. Josh Taylor. What up, Josh? Yeah, in the words of Dakatori on the original Iron Chef, it is a pleasure and a privilege to be here. See, uh, y'all gonna learn on this. <laughs> I don't know what other shows y'all are listening to, right? But on Detroit Bicycle, you oh, will yeah. learn a yeah, little. Yeah, we're something. gonna put you up on something. Something. We're trying yeah. to give you the broadest spectrum ever of Detroit, right. baby. Yeah. 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 Your life's Detroit. gonna your life's gonna get wider. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, Josh, sure. as the executive dime uh, executive chef of the dime store, uh, I do know that uh, oh, the people out there who, if you haven't eaten there, you've probably seen his gorgeousness all over TV programming, yeah. Fox <laughs> Two Morning. <laughs> Did uh, you just say gorgeousness? Gorgeousness. <laughs> it's a local, good thing this is a podcast, bro. <laughs> local for Detroit. I mean, he's been all over our, our morning shows. Yeah, of course. Uh, talking about the dime store that established in what, 2014? 14. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, uh, described as the American brunch bar that has breakfast, lunch, and booze. Those are the three food groups. Yes, they are. <laughs> We've covered the three yes. food groups. And as, a matter, as, as a matter of fact, you've got brunch or breakfast spot of the year. How many years now? Uh, two running for sure. Okay. Maybe three. I, don't know. I think the vote's up for number four. Or oh, like there that. we go. Well, so good. in other words, if you have not been by the dime store, you're missing out Detroit. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. Uh, every year we've been open, which would be five years in August. All right, so we went from three to five, but that's yeah. cool. Well, I had to think about it for a second. Hey, take your time. Hey. 
Time flies when you're having fun. It's right? an hour yes. show. <laughs> so, Josh, tell us about uh, how you got here and uh, what you're doing now and uh, what Dime Store's got going on. How did I get here? Wow. <laughs> well, a couple of eons ago, there was an event known as the Big Bang. <laughs> You're going to learn, folks. Some existentials about to go down, bro. <laughs> Which is in debate with some people, but uh, not, no, not, I, uh, not informed people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm now approaching, uh, I got to think about it, uh, almost 27, 28 years in the food business. Professionally. Uh, quasi professional. <laughs> uh, Nobody dies. I would say my hey. first cooking gig started as a. Uh, I was 14 years old and I was running a barbecue grill at an amusement park in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Wow. Grinding. I, I washed dishes for a day and then they made me cook chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ever since then, it's uh, I've worked high end, low end, uh, New York, Chicago, kind of everywhere. Wow. Um, my folks live outside of Ann Arbor. So uh, one of my old friends called me and he said he wanted to open a restaurant. And uh, after working years of high-end food, which, I mean, could be a whole other show, um, okay. I, I, I just got over the four- and five-star world like most chef oh. people do. Um, but my favorite thing to eat – We never got into it, so <laughs> we don't really know what you're talking about. I think I've about, been right? there once. <laughs> I paid extra. I watched a Netflix video. i seen five-star. Well, that's great. You know, One day. If you want to spend $500 on dinner, like you can go ahead and do that, but – Okay. Your meal's also going to be ruined if one thing goes wrong. So don't get me wrong. It's good stuff. But mm-hmm. um, my friend called me and he wanted to open a restaurant and my favorite thing to eat was breakfast. And I also have had so many terrible breakfasts. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great diners out there in the world. But how many times are you going to have shredded potatoes in a floppy omelet <laughs> off a flat top? Um, but yeah, that was kind of the entire ethos behind Dime Store was to uh, you know make higher end food more approachable and affordable in the breakfast format. And we got lucky with a really good location. And uh, yeah, your location is, is is key. Yeah, uh, let's let's mention that, man. Like, just give a shout out. You're on Griswold, man. You're right off Campus Marshes, Fort and Griswold, Fort and Griswold, man. Chrysler House. Yeah, it's amazing there. And when you guys opened up, there were very few stores fronts even open. At the time, and uh, now there's a fight for anything yeah, you, that's You couldn't get Nikes at the time. Is <laughs> oh, yeah. that what we're saying? There's a lot of things I could say about real estate in downtown Detroit. Sure. Right. But, and uh, what people offer you these days. But. <laughs> that's a whole other show. Yeah, right. is, that's a, that's Yeah, that's a different program. Uh, but, yeah, we got lucky. I mean, we took over kind of a defunct spot, and we were pretty much the – one of – pretty much the first spot in that building. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the beauty of that is, you know, there's almost 3,000 people that work in that building downtown every day. So in restaurant terms, I mean, I'm sure our special guest can attest to this. Uh, having a bl- built-in c- clientele when you start out uh, doesn't hurt it helps, at all. Yeah, sure. right, 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 right. Well, but then yeah. you've got people trying to get in who don't work downtown, too. So oh, yes. right. that was, popularity is a good thing. Right. Trying to elbow their way in. For sure. Like, what do you – who are you? <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> so, so, all right. So, that's a little bit about dime. But I, I need to now bring in our extra extra flavor. Oh yeah, for this episode, right. Right. Uh, Chef Josh a actually seasoning. a little right, sour, a little bit, a little bit. A little so, he, Chef uh, Chef brought backup. Yes, he brought backup for the backup. Yeah, he did. So, not only do we have uh, Chef Josh in the house, but we also have another special guest. Matt Romain from Farm, Field, and Table. What's going on, guys? Matt, welcome. What's going on, How man? are you, Matt? What's up, man? You are the, the owner show. and founder of the butcher shop, are we calling it? Or are we calling it a restaurant? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a butcher shop in Ferndale. So what we do is uh, we source whole animals from uh, quality-driven and thoughtfully – I'll say quality-driven farms in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything from uh, different varieties of beef. We do grass-fed grain-finished beef. Uh, we do grass-finished beef. We do Michigan Wagyu. Uh, we actually oh, wow. own – Right. We, we, <laughs> I, I, right. 
I just learned something. Guys. I know, right? I like I was knew. today years old when I learned this. <laughs> nice. Thanks. This is nice. a Michigan Wagyu. Yep, Michigan yeah. Wagyu. So Japanese genetics, but uh, raised on Michigan farms. Okay. Um, we we also have a heritage hog farm ourselves. We do we do just about anything. So every now and again, Josh will call and say, "Hey, we're gonna." Put a goat feature on the menu, mm-hmm. and so we'll buy goats for the week. So, wow, uh, we work with it's a yeah, beautiful thing around a hundred of Detroit's best restaurants right now. So, fantastic. Okay, so you, you just said there's a hundred great restaurants in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close, <laughs> right? Like, well, I, like, you know, we're on the food. Man. Yeah. Come on, yeah. like, come on, seriously. come up was like, real. Like, yeah, the come up was real. Like, come up was that part they real. know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so those 100 are basically from Celine all the way to Lexington. So oh, all go. of Southeast Michigan. There we go. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Celine. Yep. And these are sourced out of how many local farms? Then would you say? Uh, we probably have anywhere between 15 and 20 that we work with like very regularly. No kidding. Um, but. Uh, of course, the supply is always changing. Like a lot of people yeah. don't realize that like chicken is seasonal. Like we we don't have any chicken right now because in the winter in Michigan, oh, people don't know raise that. chickens. Okay. Like it's it's nearly impossible to buy turkey year round. It, it's a you can buy turkey around Thanksgiving up to Christmas, and that's I, it. I know where you can get some pheasant. <laughs> Not, well, yeah, yeah. Fill me in, actually. Yeah, North Corktown. Or Corktown. North Corktown. I'm not sure that the USDA is cool with that, but I don't, I don't I mean, even yeah. know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Right. <laughs> so, That's the, awesome. so you're 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 legitimately what your name is from the farm. Right to the table, essentially. I mean, you follow yeah. the animal the whole way. Yeah, we're involved in basically every step of the supply chain. Like I said, we actually have a farm ourselves. Uh, we have anywhere between one and 200 pigs at a time. Um, that's just north of Emily City. Uh, we have a restaurant called Hiram's Tavern in Emily City. Um, we have New information that Uh-oh. actually oh, what, 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 exclusive drum rollers on the yeah road, yeah you guys Uh-oh, will be the first go. to know okay um, okay let them know exclusive we, exclusive exclusive <laughs> we put in a, a offer on a slaughterhouse uh, two weeks ago that was accepted so Fantastic. in the next week or two we'll actually have the whole entire supply chain do you know how awesome that is. The amount of yeah. times in my life I'd like to say I'm buying a slaughterhouse. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and it's not a Pantera lyric or, or something, right? Or, or the Shady Clamp. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's a super important part. Actually. Oh, absolutely, man. Awesome. That's the processing, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's the. I think a lot of people don't consider the effect that stress has on the animal, and right. you know, the reality is nobody. As a child, is like, I can't wait to be a slaughter man. You know, <laughs> you just don't grow up okay, wanting I'm, to do I'm, that. I'm sorry. Is that the actual name for someone <laughs> yeah. who works at a slaughterhouse? Yeah, I mean, slaughter man, slaughter woman. You got something better to call it? <laughs> I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> Farm to table. From right. the table. Right. Right. Nice, I worked right. with a, a, a woman outside of Chicago, um, and she, every one of her pigs had almost an acre. Um, oh, wow. And she used to always say, like, you know, the only bad day any of these pigs have is the day I walk it to the south corner and put a 22 <laughs> on the back. It's, <laughs> like, that's super sure. cool, awesome, hey, sweet old lady. Right. But, I mean, that's yeah, some Fredo type you know. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> I got to get my strips of bacon somehow. <laughs> you know? well, I, I think a lot of people lose the, the, the aspect of where your food comes from. Yes. You know what? That, that was actually kind of leading my next question. I mean, you've. Exactly. Well, that aspect of where it comes from is something you really have to plan when you start your own restaurant, right? You got to figure out where you're sourcing your yeah, food. Supply yeah. chains are going to come from, For right? sure. Oh, yes. It's yeah. massive. Mm-hmm. And, and the marketing bullshit around the food world is, is crazy. I imagine. Oh, for real? I was going to say yeah. the, the – yeah. People, people want to know now. You know, they want to know. Right, right. You can't say artisan. Yeah, right. Just saying artisan is our the insanity that happens. Like what people don't get is like you know, like every every year around Christmas, butter and eggs like skyrocket. Like they go just buck wild. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I want to say two years ago, I was paying like nine cents an egg. Okay, and within the course of a month. They jumped up to almost fifty-five cents an egg, no, and I'm not right. talking like these were not fancy, awesome eggs. Like these were these were your your run-of-the-mill eggs, um, but the the market spiked so hard that I was like, holy cow, how do I absorb that? Like, okay, um, and wow. especially when you're dealing with animals, like Matt can tell sure. you, like 
things happened. Like I, there was mm. this year, there was the avocado crisis. There was a lemon crisis in Venezuela. Like the weirdest things happen in the food world that will drive your profit margin. I was literally unaware of the, of the lemon crisis, <laughs> dude. Like, no, yeah, no idea. They almost right, tripled. I mean, no, case it, of lemons I'm, almost tripled in price. So the, the fact that it overnight. impacts me is like I'm astonishing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yes. No, knowing all these different aspects of the restaurant business, how do you decide on opening up one, and and how do you factor in where to put it? And I don't know. How, I don't know if we should answer this like in a positive way or in a really negative way. <laughs> I would say my, my what level my, of insanity am I on? Right my now, gut right? response is number one: you, you have to be insane, <laughs> right? Um, Definitely. Okay. And somewhat of a masochist. <laughs> and I think a lot of people that get into this business, um, I know we we're going to talk about pop-ups and whatnot. Um, this is what I think like a lot of people that do pop-ups don't understand is actually running a business. Um, the long-term. The, yes. There is so much more that goes into plan. sustaining a business and creating right. a thing mm-hmm. and maintaining that. Um, it's easy to do it for one night. It's a lot harder to do it day after day after day. Sure. No doubt. Year after year after year. Right. And, and remain relevant while the industry is changing so yes. much. Like when we opened our first restaurant, the Mulefoot Gastro Pub, like there, there were no like farm to table restaurants in Detroit. Like it was, this was like one of the first that, that was around six years ago. Six years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give our listeners some historical perspective. Right. Yeah. So it was, uh, in 2013, and I think, yeah, I don't know if if Selden opened just before, or just after that, but it was right in that same time period. But since then, you know, I almost don't even want to use the word "farm to table" anymore. It's mm. just overused. Right, right. People are taking it for granted. Yeah. So yeah. in a six-year period, you know, the whole landscape of the industry can change. You know, what was relevant then is not now. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, you have to be willing to to be very malleable and 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 fluid in this business. I mean, the, the amount of time I've been doing it, um, like I said, I've worked high end, low end, like everywhere from corporate to independently owned. Like it, everyone is specifically different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. You know, it's easy to run a, a business on a model, but you're also seeing the decline of all of the chain restaurants right now. Sure. Yeah. Right. You know, that, that's kind of why the pop up question came up is you know we pretty much got your aspect of it and your attitude behind it um do you think though there's let's say a need because of everything's changing so much i I don't think pop-ups are bad what i think is a lot of people start getting involved in doing them without understanding so basically a pop-up is a really easy way to kind of gain investment and capital into actually opening a brick and mortar joint sure um when you don't have the means yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but even doing that, like I can't think of a lot of pop-up people that are kind of in a sustainable brick and mortar at this point. Like there's a couple that actually pull it off. Right. But um, without actually trying to – without actually getting the investment and, and your shit together as they would say, mm-hmm. um, it's a huge leap from, mm-hmm. from pop-up to actual restaurant. Right. Yeah, and unless you got a pile of money, like you're not going to yeah. go into a bank and get your restaurant financed <laughs> because you it just doesn't up. happen. Yeah, yeah because I no, made seven hundred eighty dollars. Even a if you have the most incredible no. business plan, no. you're not getting your money from a yeah. bank. I think the actual no. industry statistics on opening a restaurant, especially if you're trying to open anything even like moderately priced to high end, um, is eighty percent failure rate. Mm. Within two years. No wow. So when you walk into a bank and say, hey, like I want to open a restaurant, like dude. immediately bank dude like stares at you and was like, you're dumb. <laughs> like you, <laughs> right. you, like you have a 20% chance of giving me my money back. Yep. That's a huge hurdle. It is. It is. It is. You, you two have uh, made that leap. and Yeah. Successful. You've overcome it, man. Yeah. yeah. We somehow conned a bunch of people in the public <laughs> to, get, to give us their money. <laughs> we really we really did. We didn't, we didn't have shit. We had uh, – my parents had a catering company, so we had a, a space to just rip apart and build a, build a restaurant. Uh, and we had some old equipment that we could use and – I don't know. Maybe we were naive, but we had the energy to do it. Sure. Um, right. And somehow we just convinced. I mean, it takes a lot of effort. I mean, let's not get it twisted. It's oh not... yeah, it's all blood, sweat, and tears. Right. Right. Yeah, and we right. we basically uh, we sold sh- uh, shares 
of the restaurant for one thousand to five thousand dollars, and we raised eighty grand with oh, just wow. people giving us small loans. And so basically, we repaid that grinding, money. Grinding, hey, grinding, yeah. hustle's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we repaid <laughs> their money that. in yes. in in food and booze sure. over the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Dime Store was complete guerrilla warfare when we opened. I mean, we. In terms of shoestring budgets, like it was <laughs> man, that shoestring was gonna break <laughs> every day. And then we just kept getting busier and busier and I was like, ah, we need some better shoestrings. But I, you know, you I, know what I mean? Like that baby blue one on your Air Force One. <laughs> but I think for anybody opening a restaurant, I mean, unless you just have just this crazy mountain of money behind you, like plying on the struggle. It's a, it's but a you, daily battle. You need bro. to believe in what you're doing. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a commitment. Like I, you know, you're in the studio. I know, I know, I know Josh. Um, there's a huge commitment. Like, a, like that's your lot, you know, your, your dream, your vision. Uh, you're going to make a cap happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's great. All yeah. right. Um, real quick. I do have, uh, actually one more question before we get to our. Yeah. Right. Our rapid fire. What what guy? What do you like to eat? So you're a family butcher. What do you? What's your go to meal? That's a good question. I don't think I really have a a go to per se, because um, I like to change it up all the time. But if I had to categorize it in like a style. I'm like a peasant food type of guy. Like I want to eat braised changs. I want to eat grits. I want to eat things that other people aren't eating, um, especially in, in the butcher shop. We have all these offcuts that nobody sure. even knows about and right. they're incredible. And uh, part of it is that, you know, they're available. Part of it is that, you know, somebody needs to take them before they go bad right, sometimes. Right. But sure. it really is the best way to eat. So like I step fully away from things that are very marketable mm-hmm. and uh, – I eat peasant food. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think we all had this struggle meal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. No, I would yeah. totally agree. Like, I, you know, peasant food's one. I, I like to call it dirty old French. I mean, it's like, <laughs> right. you know, old French guys, they never threw anything away. Like, if there was a scrap of meat on the bone, if there were, you know, if you're eating heart kidneys, like, not that I love those things. Um, but those are the things I type generally like to eat are the long braises, the stuff that nobody else wants. Like, mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, right. I, I called Matt, like, once. Every month, and I'm like, all right, like, what do you got in the cooler that nobody else is buying? Because <laughs> right. I'll I'll make that into something extremely good. And I think that's the talent of a true chef. Too, yeah, though, right. Oh, it's right. easy to of take course. the good right. stuff yes. and turn it into other good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. Like, Actually, or, yeah. steaks really <laughs> piss me off in that sense because, like, over time, I've I've come to realize that the reason why ribeye strips and tenderloins are so sought after is because. They're really fucking easy to cook. They're, they're pretty I mean, idiot proof. They're they're <laughs> generally like well, I would say relatively in a very strong, relatively good from you know blue rare all the way to well done. Right. You know, you, it's right. hard There's to mess that up. Right. But give me a top round and make it amazing, and you're gonna have sure, all of my. Yeah, that's a skill set. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a bootleg uh, home chef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, super bootleg, y'all. Like, yes, I will follow steps from A to B, but I'm not creating anything new. No, so I appreciate like, a, the, the, the like the art that goes into like no doubt. I'm gonna take this piece of whatever that nobody else wants mm-hmm. and make something totally brand new. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's art. Yes, you know it is. Absolutely, it's art for the taste buds. Sh- short yes, ribs and, you- and whole birds. <clears throat> I'd say that would be my favorite thing to eat. Okay. All right, all right, good enough. All right. All right, so I mean that was a delicious conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, man. this is a bicycle uh, show, but hey, hey, hey we're about the we, we we're about the culture, too. man. We're about the culture. We got to eat and the food. Yeah, you need it. You, you need got it. a few of the bodies. You can ride to the restaurant. That's true. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get there, right? Right. right? Well, now tying it back into cycling. Um, We've got a rapid fire segment of our show that we have with all of our in studio guests. And these are just quick questions, uh, that relate to our discussion or to bikes specifically, you, whatever you prefer that just require a short answer. Just hit the bell when my time's up. Yeah. We're going to give that to, uh, Bruno. Yeah. Gonna, you know, <laughs> Bruno he's, like the bell. he's always on time. I'm going so I'm I'm to give you the bell. Together. <laughs> bell ringer. <laughs> All right. Same Christmas time. I we don't even have a chance to answer. Hang on. So start. 
All right, gentlemen. Uh, this is for both of you. Uh, describe your first bike. Ooh. Oh, my first bike was uh, baby blue and it had clouds on it. It was a little huffy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> no name brand gold BMX bicycle with yellow tires on it. Wow, yellow. Nice. nice. Were they the plastic snowflakes? Oh uh, no, they they absolutely were not. Uh, <laughs> nice. I also Sad. got a con- I got a concussion on that bike, by the way. Nice memories. You got to start. <laughs> All right, so uh, whether it be then or now, what's your favorite ride? Like destination? Yes, not or, organized ride. Just where you on your bike? It's where you, you. Going, where are you going? Or how right. do you feel? You walk out your front door. You're on two wheels. Where are you going? I pedal around on the back roads in Lapeer County and basically forage while we bike. Nice. nice. <laughs> Damn. I usually just drink. <laughs> like, wow. You got like, you're like, wow. I feel bad now. I would say it would be my, it would be my commute to work, which is kind of uh, cross cutting the near east side neighborhoods and hitting the riverfront all the way downtown. Yeah. This would be a good time to maybe, can we like insert the part where like, Josh lives on the bike, yes. bike lifestyle. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's commuter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's this is a mean, 365 yeah. on a bike. You gotta go. It's a right. bike. No yeah, car. He's, been he's a little a lazier this year, but yeah. <laughs> it's I, been I, a rough yeah. winter, man. It, uh, the temperatures have been down. Right. And you guys know that he's out there making breakfast for you guys. So he's there at five. Yeah, six in the morning. Right. If not yeah, earlier. So I, I, essentially, my my round trip commute uh, to and from work is uh, about eight point five miles. Okay, right. It's, about, it's a little over four miles Cycling each way. Commuter. Right. And uh, I'm up and on the bike at five thirty in the morning. Right. So that actually segues to our next uh, five rapid fire. Is what brought you back? Well, Josh, uh, cycling is where I live, so you never really left cycling. No. Um, how about you, Matt? Are you? Uh, an avid cyclist? Do you kick it around every once in a while? What's your style? I was an avid cyclist until I opened a business. Gotcha. And then I didn't do anything but work in the do restaurant. Do business, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, li- I like to get out um, pretty regularly. Okay. Um, my my twin brother and sister in law bike all the time. Nice. Uh, they're there's trail trail riders. Uh, so every now and again, right. I get like out with them. Style. Yeah. Cool. True. Right. And right. you got you got dirt roads out there too, so you can single, you know, you can gravel ride or whatever. Yeah, and right. the Pollyann Trail in Emily in Emily City connects all the way down to the Paint Creek Trail and nice. uh, oh, right. uh there's another one. But you yeah, you can hit mm-hmm. trails all the way down here. Beautiful. Describe your blank. Whatever you want. Whatever to blank you want. Hold down drawing blanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> Time's up. Hey, Matt, you, have no, you got a blank? I mean, I could describe all sorts of stuff. What do you guys want to know about? <laughs> all right, next question. All right, uh, what's your one wish for the city of Detroit? Man, do I want to see the greenways turn all them rails to trails into bike paths. Nice. Yeah, they're yeah. coming. Like, honestly, like, yeah. as, as, a, please, as someone Scott, who rides please, city of Detroit. damn yeah. near every day. Help us out. Um, Man, if that could all get locked in the way that the DeQuinter cut has. Sure. Like, yeah. Having actual bike through affairs in this city. Right. Fantastic. Cause I ain't gonna lie, like Kirchhoff gets a <laughs> yeah, little question. Is. It's a little questionable you at 530 it, in the morning. Right. You get at it with the FCA, uh, trucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, oh. oh, it's not even the trucks. It's, it's, it's the cross traffic at like 530, 545. Okay. They're not paying like, attention. You better have a light on and like just be aware. Right. I, I literally, that's probably outside of actually being hit twice. Um, I've been almost hit more on Kirchhoff than any street in the city. Oh, wow. Shout out to Kirchhoff. Good to know. Yeah. Heads up. Nice. Um, <laughs> well, mine, uh, I don't know. Maybe mine's a little bit selfish, but uh, I do a lot of time uh, driving around Detroit on all sides of Detroit. And uh, I can't help but think in all these vacant properties and you know, the places where the grass and the weeds are six foot tall, that I could literally graze animals in all of these mm-hmm. vacant lots. Mm-hmm. And so maybe in the meantime, uh, for blight control, weed control, I could graze sheep on the west side. And then when somebody's ready to use it, we'll get them out of there. I don't, I don't know. Right. Seems like a hey, crazy well, idea. I mean, it doesn't sound hey, that crazy to me. No, 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 they ticketed that guy with the goats last year. 
Oh, there's oh, a right. dude, uh, there's oh, a dude east right. side, yeah. Yeah. and he had like 30 goats, and he literally was walking Good them for around. Him. He was walking them around to overgrown fields, right on, and having them graze. And the city came back at him and was like, "We're going to charge you 200 bucks a goat until you get him off the street." Wow. And that's, I think it's a great idea. And that's more of a state of Michigan thing because that, 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 that fell into uh, a farming, farming regulation sure. that the state of Michigan uh, of What's with the goats, Which, man? Why, why are they well, hating on it, the goats? It, it left raising livestock and other animals within city limits up to the city itself. Uh, so, you know, the city of Detroit could say, yes, you can raise goats here. Um, you go out to Ann Arbor, like, no, like you can't have a right. goat anywhere. All right, so it's a um, municipal law. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a very wispy, poorly written thing in the farming world. Thank you, Bruno. That concludes hey. this segment of uh, Rapid Fire. That's how we Five do questions. Man. Right. All right. Once again, Bruno, we uh, ask you to uh, be nosy and find out your business on That's where you've been. That's what I do, man. I ride these bikes, man. Where were you at uh, this last week? Uh, I, I, you know, I've been to a couple of couple of shops. Um, most recently, I was at uh, uh, American Cycle and Fitness. Oh, okay. okay. Um, they have, uh, seven locations, but the one that I was at was on the east side. Nice. It's at, uh, uh, 20343 Mac Avenue. Okay. It's six blocks south of Vernier. Vernier's eight mile. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're on the east side, deep east side, you go down Mac, Vernier, make that left or right, go down right six there. blocks, they're right there. Um, they're really cool people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, I've been in a lot of shops. It's kind of modern. Okay. You know, they got nice stuff. <laughs> you know, it's not an old Schwinn st- spot from the 70s. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you it's got modern. Carol and oh, yeah. They gorgeous. have a Carol, right. Kid stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything. They actually have this personal fit system. Ooh. So you can go in there when you buy a bike and they put you on a monitor and it actually, like, Measures you and your your pedal style cool to a bike, all okay. right, okay. which is really cool. Um, so better fitment, in other words, for a particular. Right. What and you're you know, like for. when we've been talking about bikes, everybody that comes on is like the fit, the fit, the mm-hmm. fit, and these people actually have it. So you know, nice. I thought so it was they really put cool. You on a kid's bike. Um, like a Strider? Yeah. I don't think they have that. Like, but <laughs> yeah, like an right. adult Strider. Not that big, right. <laughs> the adult Strider, right? <laughs> a Velos from France. It's called the Bird. Yeah, it's called the Bird. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a modern, you know, it's a modern shop. They have, you know, nice. they, they, it's Track, All City, Electra, Richie, okay. you know, Trager accessories, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the people there are really cool and they're really about cycling and, you know, they may, they may ride a different style than myself, but it's all cycling, man. Sure. You know, they're on two wheels and they're doing, they're doing good things for the city. So, um, listen, you know, please enjoy my interview. Thanks. Thanks, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to, uh, another episode of the Chop Shop. I'm Bruno, uh, hanging out here on the east side at, uh, American Cycling Fitness here on Mac Avenue, 2343 Mac Avenue. It's basically six blocks south of uh, Vernon Road, and it's one of seven American Cycle Fitnesses located in southeast Michigan. Folks, I'd like to uh, take a moment to introduce my guests here, uh, Steve Merce, the store manager. How you doing, young man? Doing really good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming out, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, Dane Wild, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Okay, and you're the uh, chief of chatter. Is that the? Is that the? Is That's that the, yeah, the official title on my card. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I just like to talk, and talk is what I do. Okay, beautiful things, man. And uh, the young man, Adam Baker, he's the uh, service overlord. That is what they call me. I like the service <laughs> part. The overlord is awesome. <laughs> Dressed up like you know uh, somebody black. from. Th- <laughs> Game of Thrones or something, right? <laughs> Lots of eyeliner. Lots of eyeliner. Okay. Well, I mean, as long as you can fix a bike. Studded belts. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now Bring you're crossing back. lines, man. Now, <laughs> yeah, now no, you're crossing right. lines, man. Uh, so, you know. Um, so, um, geographically, um, when you walk into this place, it is one of the largest bike stores I've ever been in. And it's it's beautiful. I mean, congratulations. I, I don't appreciate it. I, I, you, you know, when people walk in, I, I think we're tucked back off the street here, so we don't have a whole lot of curb appeal. So when people do walk in here, they're usually taken aback at the showroom. Right. It's 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 just beautiful. Um, it's very modern and it's and it's clean. 
Um, <laughs> not, not like many bike shops. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. there's not. Not that there's anything wrong with dirty bike shops. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no come Nothing on. wrong with that. Ours I, is just clean. <laughs> I just love a you know you gotta love you know you gotta love where you're at. Uh, and you guys basically cover you know a, the full array of, of uh, bike supplies, accessories, kids, um, cruiser bikes, hybrid bikes. Yeah, we do. We do. We also try to keep our, our inventory kind of focused in what we believe is the best product and the best solutions so that we're not kind of getting bogged down in a lot of choice, what what we, or I guess choice overload. You know, I guess what we find a lot of a lot of our clients is you give them more than two choices and they just drop all the information you're trying to share with them. Right. And, and being powered by Trek... It's you're not comparing apples to apples in some bike shops where they ha- where they carry you know a couple brands under the under the roof, you know here with Trek it's you're getting right to the point right per model right. You're, you're, less you're, redundancy yeah there's there's focus yep so that's beautiful man um, could you please describe your role in the uh, community because we know that you know bike shops are are hubs this is where people come and they gather and they you know exchange information and ideas and you know uh so what's your role in the community well, we've tried a f- we've tried a few different things uh you know we've tried uh, how to service your own bike and we've tried bike rodeos and, and i mean we still do and we, we head out to the trails and and hang out uh, at, at you know fat tire events and trail events and you know, do wrenching in the community outside of the shop. Um, but what we really like to do is kind of put ourselves in places where you don't normally find bike shops. Um, you know, for example, uh, we want to put ourselves at like the Etzel Ford estate where we actually introduce people to e-bikes. Um, but just kind of get people to start thinking outside of where they would normally see bicycles. Right. Expanding, expanding the, um, bike opportunities. You got it. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's the, that's the great thing about the exciting thing about Detroit right now and Southeast Michigan is um, the explosion in the types of bikes and the number of people in, on bikes, and uh, it's just it's just an amazing time. People are starting to finally realize that bicycles aren't just a toy, you know. Right? It's, yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not the same bike that you had when you were a kid. No. It's not the Typhoon. No, definitely not the Typhoon. You know, you're not. You, but you can still deliver papers. I mean, we, yes, we, got, we, got, we got solutions I mean, for everybody. If your everybody. uncle's not doing it, you could definitely go do it. You know, right. here in the U.S., for sure, we you know we definitely got most of our motivation for bicycles from you know uh, the 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 roadie side of things and the mountain side of things, and, and and not a whole lot of just utilitarian type stuff and leisure type stuff and family type stuff. I mean, there there definitely was that spirit of that with what Schwinn did um, when they started introducing you know models that were like the collegiate and some of the family stuff with the banana seats and and the cruisers but um, nowadays you have something for everybody I mean there's so many different flavors of bikes uh, that can be tailored to that and you really have them here in, in the in this door I mean totally. there's strider bikes there's you know, a little bit of everything a little bit of everything yeah it's 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 nice to walk around and be like wow there's you know, it's like I didn't, you don't really realize how many varieties of bikes there are until you're around all the varieties of bikes. That Very are. much so. Right. Um, so, um, who served as role models for you? Um, this, this is, you know, everybody I know that came into the game uh, had somebody that 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 kind of helped them along. You know, push them into. So basically, for me, this is a great shout out for good friends of mine. But the guys at Albies. Uh, you know, they're out at uh, 14 to Main now in Clawson. You know, they just took me under their wing when I was a kid, when I was a dirty little BMX kid. And I just <laughs> wanted... to come any other way? <laughs> yeah, really, right? So I just, I was, they allowed me to just soak up as much information as possible from when I was 13 till I, even now I go in there and still get very good business. And It's uh, very much a Stevie Wonder story, you know, and kind of the, the, the kid just, <laughs> just kind of hanging around. Yeah, just yeah, up yeah, very much. And, like, I, you know, I, shit, I dropped out of high school and just hung out there because that was a better education for me there than it was, you know, pushing a pencil at, you know, between, you know, eight and three o'clock in the afternoon. So there you go. You weren't going to class anyway. No, no, I was it, traveling it, the world. It, 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 I was traveling the world anyways it, it, on top was, of hanging out there. But it wasn't really for everybody. <laughs> no, that's so, cool. You know, I, I think uh, ACF actually. When I was a sixteen-year-old uh, uh, punk kid here in Gross Point Woods, I say punk kid, but I you know for privilege, you know, silver spoon type kid. Uh, <laughs> they they took me in and, and taught me a little bit about work ethic. And Dan Horsley was the wrench here at this location, and now he's the the manager of the Royal Oak location. But uh, he really showed me what uh, being a professional was all about, and why you should take pride in it, and how you own this role of being in a bike shop. You know, because it's it's sort of like uh, the food and bev industry or any service 
um, uh, vocation. You know, it, it may be looked down upon, but if you own it, if you try to champion it, if you make it a professional career, you can make people look up to you as far as what you do. And I still do that to this day. And I take a lot about what he taught me about being a professional uh, in stride and what I do. And so I owe, I owe a lot to Dan and uh, what, what he taught me as a little kid. Yeah, that's really nice. That's really I, nice. Make sure, I, I was just thinking about, I think I said 14 in Maine. They're at 15 in Maine. So <laughs> they would, they're going to kick my ass for, this, <laughs> for that. You can really hang out. <laughs> that wasn't the original location, but that's for another day. Okay. What's up, Adam? How's it going? What's going on, man? Uh, Mr. Overlord, service overlord. <laughs> who, was, who was your, who was your uh, role model? So I grew up in the, in the Gross Point area um, with Steve just a couple years apart. Years apart, decades, oh, asshole. <laughs> decade. <laughs> decades apart. Cassette tapes to you know MP3s, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, when I started here, the, the lead mechanic, um, he was a, a dick, but he knew what he was doing. He was really particular about his work. Um, he pretty much showed, showed me everything I know. Um, I mean, I still learned after that, but it kind of was the, the bread and butter of all the. The mechanical knowledge I gave knew you was, gave you the real basis, the yeah, basics gave that you me could the kick in the ass, and then I figured out the rest. Yeah, all right, that's nice, man. Took I, me on my. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, what does it take to be a good mechanic? Just consistency. Everything's got to be you know done the same. You can't have brakes feeling different in the store. You can't have customers' brakes feeling different. Um, just you know taking your time. Everything has to work as uh, as a whole. Nothing's going to be right. You want yeah, you want you want all the parts to work the same every time. Yeah. You want it's the sum of the parts. It's the sum <laughs> of the parts. There you go. It's the sum of the parts. Right. Um, I've been to a couple of bike shops and um, I always I always want to know, because you're the first to know. What's what's the new technology coming? What's 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 the new technology is definitely e-bikes. I mean, I guess if I put e-bikes number one, and then number two for me would be like illumination. So like advancements in you know light patterns for you know everyone having bikes or lights on their bikes. Awareness. Yeah, oh, the awareness yeah. section. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So definitely e-bikes number one, but that would be number two. Okay. And the e-bike is um, now. Well, you. I mean, you guys have quite a few beautiful e-bikes here, and I know that. Uh, American Cycle Fitness is champion e-bikes, the uh, Trek line of we, e-bikes. We went all in. Trek went all in. Yeah. We went all in. Um, I mean, we believe it's the future. The, 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 the joke is that, you know, why don't more people ride bikes? And the answer is because it's too hard. Now, that, that's kind of a joke, but, you know, a lot of the market that we're trying to appeal to with e-bikes is folks that just aren't getting out of the car for those short rides or for those excursions into their neighborhood or for getting downtown to a ball game, you right. know, outside of their car. So the e-bike really offers more opportunity for folks that wouldn't ride and or folks that already do ride that want to ride more. And it can expand range. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that um, they can go farther. Yep. And um, the You're other gonna... the other upside too is that they can carry more. Yep. You yeah. Know, they're not showing up with you know. You can do the effort. You can do the effort that you normally would do. Not being sweaty. You cover more. Yeah. It's not e-sweat is the, right. the other thing that we say. You know? Right. I mean, you can still put in the work. You're just going faster and further for your effort. Right. 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 The payoff's better. So if you were like come from Gross Point, you could go to Gross Point, loop Belle Isle, go home on an e-bike. You could go from Gross Point, loop out aisle, go down to Canvas Marshes, you know, hang out, go up to Corktown, do your thing, come back through, come back, do another loop around Belle Isle. Hit the come, Yeah, hit the Quindercut, hit all the, you know, all the, you know, the, the big popular bicycle spots, get back to GP, and you're still good to go. Right, right. You're not going to be laid up that. on the couch and telling the wife, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't mow the lawn. Yeah. It's, not the, it's not the blue emu kind of day, you know. Yeah, the, that's he, nice. the hemorrhoid free ride, you know. Like, yeah, well, hey, we're all looking for that ride. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I guess. Yeah, you're still getting the. Not right. That's funny. Um, so, what, what what would be your advice for new riders? I think right now what we've been trying to champion here is actually doing the fit first process and what that really is here starts in the fit studio where we actually look at someone's biomechanics. We we take a, a look at their injury. Well, we do an interview, take a look at their injury history, take a look at their range of motion off the bike and then put them on a side cycle where we're actually adjusting it to their biomechanics through motion capture and pressure analysis, optimizing their contact points. Anyway, what we do is we develop what's right for them and then 
plug those coordinates back into a database that then tells us the orientation of the bike and the right geometry, and it's totally agnostic. But what that does is gives us a product that's going to fit them right out of the box, and or and that's kind of the thing with with bikes is no bike out of the box is going to fit somebody perfectly. So right. getting them in the fit studio first is probably the best thing that we can do for folks so that they start best pedal forward. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me take a moment. Um, we're not in a recording studio. We're in a bike studio. We're in the Bike Fit Studio here at American Cycle Fitness. And what you do, you use uh, cameras and pressure sensors and... Lasers. And lasers. <laughs> Got a few lasers. <laughs> Got a few lasers. Do that sound again? How's that go? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and so you're really, really scientifically fitting somebody, finding out exactly what how they ride. Yeah, there's, there's some performance involved, but uh, the way we like to build this is it's all about comfort because if you're more comfortable, you're going to perform better. Right, and you're, you're going to ride, ride more, more and you're, you're going to enjoy cycling and you got it. Be part of the, be a more full permanent member to the community. Yeah, cycling doesn't have to hurt. Yeah, no, right? Like, and wow. these are the myths that we're trying to debunk, you know? Right, I mean, said the overlord. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Cycling doesn't have to hurt. You don't have to go numb. You don't have to pee a little blood. I mean, all that stuff is just disinformation. And, and for a lot of our female riders out there, they've been subjected to riding men's equipment for a long time. Right. And or they would just shrink it and pink it. Right. Um, and there's there's a lot of anatomy that goes along with getting somebody to fit yeah, right on adults. a bike. We can talk about them be, having different anatomy. Like, right different soft tissue and it can be fun yeah so we want to make sure that we're it it, it opens up that conversation too like not being able to you really don't want to talk about too specific anatomy but i mean when you're talking about abrasions on labia and type of those types of things right yeah yeah, you want to have solutions for that because that could be life-changing right right. at least for a while changing (laughs) yeah most of them right um so uh i always like to ask my the uh guests or people that invite me into their in their shops what was the best build you ever had My best build, obviously, uh, would be for my BMX career. Uh, first signature frame. Uh, just happened to be the right place, right time. Brian Foster. Brian Foster? Oh, the Blue Falcon. You know he's a PT now? <laughs> oh, man. He did, he made enough money from Shun to not have to be a PT. Jay Mira. But, uh, no, Jay Miron's making uh, cabinets up in uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, actually. If you want. They're all signature frames from Schwinn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I give it a history. Anyway, so. i to be honest, that all sounds like fun, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabinets in Saskatchewan? I don't think he remembers it because he's got so many concussions. But, uh, <laughs> no, so that bike, um, I actually sold it when I got knee surgery because I was a broke piece oh. of shit. And then that kid got it stolen. So I'll, the only way I'll ever track that down is it had a stupid, I hate, on BMX frames, I hate integrated C-post clamps. Right. And the one they put on there was like, it, it was like a screw that you would use on your on your fucking eyeglass. Like, oh, right. So it didn't work. So I had to actually cut a seat post and actually use a quill and make an internal quill oh, so piece. So it's, 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 it's so identifiable. It's identifiable if it ever shows up, but I mean... There's no chance in hell. That was right around Scrap Mania in between 2008 and 2010. Yeah. So if that bike was stolen. trucks coming up here. Yeah. And just robbing everybody's bike. Yep. So there's no chance in hell that's coming around. (laughs) That was a problem. That was was some. some Great cars went away and great bikes went away during Scrap Mania. Yeah. Best bike I ever built uh, in in Arizona. Uh, I, I was learning quite a bit uh, working at a kind of a PT collective called Endurance Rehabilitation, and I was learning a lot about myself. And so I built myself up a uh, Bob Parley Z5i. Uh, they were rolling their own carbon at that point too, so it was a it was a really great riding bike. But I made some really nice kind of anatomical changes with shorter cranks and um, the right geometry and a nice tall head tube, and it still feels like it fits me like a glove um that's probably my favorite build and i still you know i I talk about selling it but man it would be like selling my left arm you wouldn't get anything for it the slow roller we just built because it's got that slow slow roller we just fixed up that was a sweet build i forgot about that one yeah that tv in the back screen in the back yeah it was it was a 24 inch uh sun trike and he wanted bigger wheels so we uh actually we tapped albies because they're one of the best custom wheel builders in the country actually i'd say in the world um, we tapped them, put 29 inch uh, or 700 C wheels on it, and just uh, you know, we, he's a big guy, he's like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, and we just kind of extended everything up. and It's probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Nice. TV in the back, like, yeah, we'll take a picture of that and uh, send that to me. We'll put that on the on the on the 
uh, website. Yeah, that, that's that's see something else. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, I'm you'll gonna definitely see that. See that, see that at slow roll. This yes, summer. you will. Right. That that bike will be there, no question. <laughs> I'm getting uh, the second one's coming without the TV and more speakers. So oh, okay. If you yeah. don't see them, you'll hear them this summer. <laughs> um, so Adam, uh. What's your what, what's your favorite place to ride? Like if you just if you get off work, it's been a bad day. Customers have been coming in, coming in, complaining about. No, that doesn't happen. No, that's not yeah, not. it doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they, Seldom does it ever. When you, when you at the end of a long day of being praised for how great a mechanic you are. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> I usually default down to Belle Isle. I mean, okay. I just love the the diversity of like the roads, trails, and. Dirt pass. Yeah, Belle Isle is a classic. You can jump in, catch a swim, and then, you know, ride back home. And you can take Jefferson. There's a bike lane the whole way to Gross Point or, you know, wherever. Any environs, really. Yeah. I mean, you can really just go up the boulevard if you need to. Yeah, you, you can Come down Charlevoix. Yeah. yeah, there's some, some ways to get back and forth. Um, anything else I need to know about uh, this amazing store that you guys are in? Uh, let me know. Yeah, yeah, I think ACF is is doing their best to kind of champion uh, hospitality in, in the service industry, and so it becomes less about the bike. Um, I know we're, we're talking about bikes right now, but what we really want to kind of communicate to the community that it's not about the bicycle, it's about your picnic with your kids, it's about your trail that you're shredding in the fall, it's about your podium, it's about your... Uh, it's about your world around you, you know, right. and it, it becomes a little bit more about the spirit of what bicycles can bring you to enjoy. And that, that seems to be more about what we're about right these days. Um, we do have a lot of great technology and we do have great products, um, but it, it's really more about the relationship that we're trying to build with our community. And that's really right. what ACF is about right now. Yeah. I, you can really tell that that's, that's what's going on when you, when you come into the shop. I've been in a, uh, several of your locations, uh, usually to pop in for, like, I'm headed to uh, Estonia and I need a tube. You know what I mean? And I'll, yeah. I'll be like, oh, there's an American Cycle of Fitness. I'll go in and grab one. But they're all clean. They're all professional, you know. Um, they're all happy to see you. Yeah, they're all happy to see you. Exactly. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Thank we you. appreciate you having us. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Okay, man. So uh, I hope you wow, enjoyed man, that. I learned a lot right there. Dude. You know what I'm saying, bro, dude? Um, dude, it's all about the, the the fit, really. Like these people are doing it. Sure, you know, sure. they're out here. It makes a difference. It, it does. It, it totally does. Right. Totally. So does. I really do appreciate you guys. Uh, Thank you, Bruno, for getting out here in these streets. Man, for us, you, know, man. Got to be out here. Hey, so uh, Bobby, what's the deal, man? What's happening on these streets, bro? You know like, what, what, you where know. do I got to be next? Uh, Let me know. You know, you can be where you need to be, <laughs> or you can be here with be. us. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I'm really here to tell the folks, hey, where to where to find us? You know, on the social webs. You can face space us. You can Twitter us. You know, <laughs> on those IGs, as the kids say, or, just the, or you can right. do a gram. You know, just be gentle. Just be gentle. <laughs> when you're Twittering yes, us, just yes, be gentle. Yes. But it's, it's cool. all spelled the same. You know, it's right. Detroit Bicycle. B Y C Y C L E, y'all. We out here on everything. Oh, everything. And we got new hookups too. That if you see us in the street, oh, oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Come you catch, catch us out here. You know, we got the patches with the with the QR code lead you right to the hookup to uh, listen to our all the episodes all in one spot, all in one spot. Uh, we have uh, one house shopping, man. It's like yeah. Dollar General yeah. for biking, <laughs> <laughs> only with some beer. <laughs> like it would be like at the Dollar General after a forty. <laughs> That's our podcast right about oh, now. Oh, man. This guy. Uh, <laughs> All right, folks. So we t- we hollered at the chefs. They still here, you know, ourselves. And we got our three things this week. This week, three things. Your favorite. I'm not even say favorite. What's your hole-in-the-wall food spot? You know, it might not be, you know, the safest. Most hospitable, <laughs> hospitable, yes, hygienic. hygienic. Can, we, you know, they, can we go with hygienic? They might not have passed <laughs> the, the city quarter. code, you know. But why, why are you gonna be bringing up old stuff, Bobby? Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. But it's it's your fave, you know. It makes right. They taste got that. Buds, they dance. got right. Right. They got mm-hmm. that one thing you like to eat. It's always the same. You know, a, it's, it's probably cash only. Oh, Most if likely. it's not like this, even on the, this, on the probably, probably little to no parking, so no you will need to ride a bike. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. right. I will yeah. say this: one of my favorite things about riding a bike in the city is just riding somewhere and eating something and getting a drink. See, there you right. go. Right, I, right. I, I, that's my warm weather. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great thing to do. And, and you know. I mean, hey. We, so where are you like doing, where, where you like doing that eat. at, Bobby? So, no, I'm not going to start first. You know, I'm going to give it up to our guests. Oh, so, yeah. So, okay. so, throw it to uh, Josh, sir. Tell us where, you're, where your Chef spot Josh. is. Chef Josh. Favorite hole in the wall spot. What's your go-to? I mean, it ain't got to be your favorite. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to just hit this right. one thing. Right. That slump, I mean, that is, slump buster meal. This is a horribly loaded question, especially for a chef. This is like... So my least favorite question as a chef, somebody's like, what is your favorite thing to eat? Because it's the number get, one thing everybody asks. Yeah, I know. Food. And honestly, you know, like, I mean, I like a good French bread pizza like anybody else. <laughs> 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 in fact, seriously, if somebody opened a hole-in-the-wall French bread pizza joint, be I'd be there. there. I'd probably be there every day. You'd be investing. Um, how <laughs> to real answer that question Stouffers, y'all better get out here <laughs> Get that I'm food truck, Stouffers DiGiorno I'm gonna take it <laughs> See, that is interesting Because does food truck count? Or does it actually have to be a hole in the wall? Okay, so hey. we discussed that All right, actually, actually, yes. we, no. all right. I mean, I'm not trying Let to complicate no. So we, we actually discussed this over yes. the last couple of days And we were mm-hmm. just, we, There must be a wall right? yes. that, No food you, truck if, today if, if it's going no to be a hole in the wall There has to be a wall yes. Sure so like, food, food trucks will food appear trucks, again. Yeah, trust me. Folks, there's some great food trucks. Will be back. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a that's yes. a whole episode. Oh so yeah, prepare yourself. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, you know, I'm going to lean into the pizza discussion here because I know that everybody that rides a bike, I mean, slices are a part that's of life. life. Yeah, that right. slice life. There, right. There's a reason my headset has a pizza on it. Hmm. <laughs> no matter where I go in the city, I, I'm gonna get a slice of pizza. Sergeant Pepperonis used to be the go-to. Ooh, yeah, it to. was. Let's be honest, man. And I, and it was the one. I, I don't want to say anything too disparaging, but I know that other people at this table have been there many times. Indeed. And they haven't been there in about a year. Truth. Or more. But I will say this. Um, I, I'm going to say run to Pie Side, Ooh. even Pop Off World. Okay. I mean, okay. There, there's people making oh, really good slices in this city, and, and, and you can play The Simpsons <laughs> that 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 are different. And for me personally, I mean, riding a bike and eating pizza, it's pretty solid. It is. Now, also living near East Side, there's a place I'm dying to go to, but it runs limited hours. It's called Pooh's Perfect Potato. Okay. Pooh. It's on Pooh's- Charlevoix. The triple P, man. The triple P. Who's perfect potato? And unfortunately, every time I've tried to go there, they they have not been open. Okay. Um, every time I drive by it, when I'm actually like on, on my way to work or riding my bike, I, they're open, but I can't stop. But uh, that's the life of a hole in the wall. Yeah, right. That's right. what I love. I, I, open when I it's open. Because <laughs> honestly, I think this building is maybe 18 feet wide, and about <laughs> 20 feet deep, and there's a memorial photo on the outside. Like, I mean, this is a place I want to go. It's, now, a, it's literally just a hole with just a wall. Right, I, yeah. Literally, you can walk in one side, out the other, and have some potatoes in your hand. <laughs> and I'm just, dying to try want that. It. Nice. Uh, but beyond that, I man, go to Capers. Ooh, right. okay. Just yeah, steak a, by the ounce. I, I, man, even yeah. as a chef, joint. get a deep fried steak. Oh. Like it's an experience. It's a thing. Go to it, Capers. It, yeah, I love Capers. So what's it gonna be, man? What's your what's your spot, Matt? What you got? What well, you this got? is gonna be a tough one. Um, I think uh, the first one is a place in MLA City called Jalisco's. Okay, um, and they are like killing the burrito game right okay. and so it's super authentic mexican and i think i think mexican is like a hot topic it's it's a touchy subject for me uh, because i here taco tuesday is so popular everywhere but I, to be honest with you there aren't that many great tacos around right uh, they're, they're, uh, I, <laughs> see what i mean see what i mean it's pretty touchy <laughs> I, i'm gonna touch the bell i'm i'm, I'm going to <laughs> so, I've been in Southwest. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the Southwest expert. I've only been there the last four years. Right, T- talking like you are. But uh, Clark Park, there's some good stuff over there. Right, there's, there's some good stuff. There's some tacos. Yeah, over but there. I just wanted. To, I just wanted. To, that's the asterisk. Yeah. Okay, some good stuff over there. Point being, there's not a lot. Are Agreed. you saying there's a lot? A there, lot no, you're right. You're a right. lot of the tacos. So there. they they are not. 
School super bus. authentic okay. these Correct. days. Correct. And gotcha. I think that bothers me because I expect only a couple of things. I expect onions, cilantro, lime, some type of sauce, and I expect to have to add a little bit of salt on it. And if it's not that way, on a double corn tortilla, mm. it's not a taco for me. Okay. Yeah, you you covered the basics. Yeah. I feel <laughs> good because every spot, the spots, I'm not gonna say every spot, the spots I go to <laughs> describe exactly right. what I'm getting. Right. The basics right. are covered. Yes. yes. Right. So yes. Right. All right. We right. good. Trucks or good. But the burrito in Emily City at Jalisco is out of control. Okay. Mm-hmm. So All if right. you ever find yourself there for some reason, <laughs> 60 miles away on your bike. Go to court. If I'm in Emily, dude, if I'm in Emily City, I'm probably trying to find a way out of these handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> likely. Likely. Um, so uh, I guess other other hole in the walls. Um, What's your D-Town spot? Give us your D-Town spot. You in the city. You, you, right. You, you got know, you got an extra half hour, meat, half hour you know? extra. When you're done showing folks your meat, where are you going to eat? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> there are so many spots. I, n- I never I never go to the the same spot over and over. I mean, there are some things that when I'm when I'm in Metro Detroit, I don't go more than a couple days without. But they're not really like it's not really like a hole in the wall. It's like. Oatmeal cream pie from Red Hook, like that—that's my jam. Like, okay. Every, okay. It, okay. I don't okay. go more than like four or five days without a <laughs> that's what we're without about. a right. OCP. Right. right, that repeat. Right, right. that's what we. Yeah, that's what we want. Right. That's so what we want. What you doing, Henry? Where are you going? Oh man, this first spot. Well, I'll just leave it at one selection. Yeah, let's do that. Um, but this uh, is uh, Los Galanos. Ooh. And yeah. uh, translation, if those who aren't bilingual, is directly rooster right and it is uh i'll give you a location because i'm like really excited about it and if you don't have an address you will miss it (laughs) it is 7135 dick street uh in detroit on in the southwest and it's actually uh right where verner turns into uh dicks and this when uh, what happens verner does what turns into Dicks. Okay. D-I-X. I'm, I'm just checking, bro. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, in the Spring Wells uh, Village neighborhood, and uh, their claim to fame is the home of the half chicken. So uh, I was first introduced, uh, what is it, about six years ago now, on actually a Fat Kid ride. Oh, uh, right. Shout out to Fat Kid. Right. Shout out to Fat Kid. P-H-A-T, y'all. Right. That's a Tuesday ride, bro. And uh, I think this was early on, and there maybe have been 15 or 12 of us out there. And uh, we opened the door, and uh, the lights, the, the eyes lit up of the uh, guy behind the counter. And then two more people came in, and there four more people came in, and his eyes got bigger and bigger because he was counting the chickens that he had on the grill behind him <laughs> to make sure he had enough. <laughs> the math wasn't adding up? No, it was not. By the time not. the last person went in, he was cutting chicken seasoning and throwing them on the grill to make sure we all had one. And I think you got half a chicken grilled, a bean side, a rice side, and like two or three flour tortillas, and it was like five bucks. And you wrap them up yourself? Yes. Yeah, nice. Yep. It was... Amazing hole in the wall spot. It's, I believe it's a blue building with like an orange or a red awning. But next to it, I mean, there's maybe two windows, two cinder block windows up high. And next to it is a garage. So you would not know it's a restaurant. There. Oh, so real hole, real, in a real wall. There's a door and like two security blocks, maybe 15 feet high. So you can't even look out of them. <laughs> but you the, was eating at lockup, right. bro. Court, <laughs> right. You was at the county. Fresh out the courtyard. Right, right next Dude. to the courtyard. Right. They had a handful. They had three or four big barrel um, grills. Okay. And they were cutting the chickens throwing in half down. and throwing them down. Yeah. Fantastic. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, uh, all right. So my spot, uh, my spot was on in, in the Eastern Market, man. And, um, um, some of y'all know this place uh, because you 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 are out after hours on Friday and Saturday night, man. And uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to my spot, twenty six thirty eight Orleans Cutters. <laughs> Cutters, I mean, I mean, you know, like you know, that's, from the cut. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you go there, you know the deal, man. You're eating steak bites, you're eating wings, you're eating a, a burger. Stuffed burger. A stuffed burger. Like, Home are you kidding me? Burger. Before they made that one they sold on TV. Like, yes. Right, right, right. They were ahead, way ahead of the stuffed burger thing guy yeah. on TV as, <laughs> as seen. And, uh, you know, they're going to serve Belvedere, they're going to serve Hennessy, they're going to serve, you know, your draft. Middle 1738. Right. right, right. You're going to, you're, you know. And there's, you know, there's two parts. And if you're, I mean, be prepared. Friday and Saturday night, get the south might, of the you, city there. You might not want to wear your Jordans that night because <laughs> you know it's crowded in there right. at at other times, right? When other places aren't open, so I mean, I, it gives you a real flavor of the city, though. The, the oh yeah, there's a whole there. yeah, there's a whole bunch of you know movers and influencers yes, in there, and, and, sure. and you know Friday and Saturday night, mm-hmm. man. So what you got, Bobby? Man, you know, what's your whole you know, a little bit everywhere. But okay. I'm gonna go back to some old school that uh buddy of mine put me on like long time ago it's called the food exchange okay. and they are the home of the big baby. Ah, <laughs> big baby and the big baby the big baby is a uh 12 ounce hamburger with uh Jeez, corned big beef big corned beef added on Cute lettuce bird. tomato you know onions all the fixings um, but it's located at eighty four fifty five Harper. It's on the east side. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just east of uh Van Dyke, right there on Harper. Deep. Um, That's I'm, a bike crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Bike crack for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, you, you probably want to like your lock your bike up there. Or bring it inside. It might be, you know, the, yeah. bring it in, place your order, and then go back outside with your bike. Wait for the order to get done. <laughs> but uh this thing is massive. It's great. You know, you will probably fall asleep right after <laughs> that. Itis. So I hope you're not riding too far, you know, unless you just need a lot of fuel, you know, then you're, you're going to be good to go. Uh, if you don't want the big baby burger, you can also get the big baby fries, which they just, you know, minus the bread. <laughs> <laughs> they just changed the starch on stuff. you. Yeah, they're going to top all that on some fries for Same you with shit. some cheese. Different, different, oh, yes. different day. Yes, yes, yes. But, That's uh, awesome. That is definitely the the one. It's it's definitely a hole in the wall spot, but right. it's a good spot. I yeah. mean, the food's good. They've been around for a very long time. Right. And I mean, let's be honest, man. Detroit's full of hole in the wall spots. Of man. course, of like, course. I I had four that I had to choose from. You yes. know? And, and, <laughs> right. and we all did. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Detroit's so, good for that. So Get on your bike and go find a spot, man. Go find a and spot. tell us what yours is. Please, you know? right. please do. Right. Please do. Let us know. Tell me somewhere to go ride my bike and eat. Because that's all yeah, we want to like, know. If you can tell me where I can go ride my bike and get an amazing meal, yeah, yes. I'm about that right now. Exactly. We're about that bike life. Right. Well, we want to thank our guest, uh, Chef Josh, Chef Matt from Farmfield Table, thank Chef you, Josh. Josh from The Dime Store. Yeah, right. Check them out. You can uh, check them out online or even better yet, go visit them. Eat right. some of their food. Right. Real. It's right. good. Get Dude, your brunch on. I'm telling you right now, man. Um, Josh, I didn't, I've seen people outside his restaurant waiting hours to eat eggs. Eggs. Like, that's a hell of egg. You know what I'm saying? The reputation speaks for itself. Right. There's it no question. They still, they still wait. They still wait. I, so prepare yourself for a wait, but then you will be rewarded for fantastic. There's no question, now. man. It's amazing, man. I, I really do appreciate what both of you are doing for the city. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a, you know, a village. Like, we're all trying to fix it. So thank you all for coming in today. Appreciate yeah, you guys. You. Yeah, get cool on your time. bike. Go get a meal. Yeah. Cool. Again, Detroit Bicycle here with Bobby and Bruno. We thank you for listening once again. We are all about the love, benefits, art, culture, events, food, and the people we meet from the Detroit area and abroad.